Welcome to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G, and welcome to the first official episode. In this episode, we take you inside the 2021 Colorado State Championship that was held on October 9th and 10th. We interview the organizers, some Colorado clubs to hear what they thought of the event, and sat down with Gino DeLisa to hear what he has planned after becoming an ACL pro. Our first interview is with one of the organizers and a founding member of Mile High Cornhole, BJ Torres. He talks to us about what it takes to put on such a large event and a bit about the support he got from the Cornhole community. We were able to catch up following the event for a phone interview. Welcome to Cornhole Masters. I'm your host, Steve G. Uh, I have on the phone with me BJ Torres. And BJ is one of the founding members of Mile High Cornhole. Welcome to the show, BJ. Thanks for having me, Steve. All right, so uh, BJ, uh, kind of talk to me about, uh, we're launching this podcast and we're trying to kind of talk to all the area clubs to find out what it takes to kind of start a successful club, keep that going. And, and shoot, you just had a uh, pretty successful tournament over this past weekend, kind of uh, the 2021 Colorado State Championship. So kind of talk to me first about the, how the championship uh, ended up. Yeah, so it went pretty well. Um, I want to say yesterday we had the doubles. We ended up with 58 comp teams, 30 advanced teams, I think 30 co-ed teams. So, I mean, it's pretty well. Um, we did the comp and the and the um, advanced at the same time. We had actually two ACL pros when the advanced. I don't know if anybody saw that game. It was a great game. So I was in it with my partner, Kevin, versus Tay and Gino. <clears throat> I had chances to close it out. They beat us 21-20. It was a great game. If you uh, – Look on the Mile High Cornhole page, you can see that game. It was great. Um, comp, I want to say we had a team from from Eagle's Nest, from Pueblo, JLL3, and um, Joel won that tournament. So that was a good game. Co-ed, I want to say, boy, who won? Oh, Nikki D's and um, Tay. So Tay actually had the trifecta this weekend. He won singles, doubles, and co-ed, something that's never been done. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you talked about some uh, pretty remote clubs. I, I, on Saturday, I had the opportunity of participating in the championship uh, and in the um, singles comp. Uh, man, uh-huh. I, I'll, I'll just say this. I played like I shouldn't have even have been there. So <laughs> I've definitely got some improvement to do. But um, uh, I talked to a club called the Southern Rockies Cornhole. They're from Pueblo. I mean, they've come, they, they drove up from basically about six and a half hours up from the Four Corners to participate in it this weekend. Yeah, yep, right. yep. That was uh, Bill Klein, I want to say, Julia. And they had little guy uh, Hayes. He took second in juniors. Oh, I wow. think they're out of Durang- Durango, I want to say, right? Durango. Yeah, they are. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so club-wise, I think we had we had almost every club in Colorado. Actually, we had every club in Colorado um, take part. With Durango, they traveled the furthest, probably Grand Junction after that. We had uh, Pueblo, has, Pueblo has too many clubs. They have like probably eight clubs, I think. But the main ones are Eagles and S, Steel City, I want to say 719 SoCo. Um, and we also had, you know, Pikes Peak, one of the bigger ones, Doco and Parker, um, Rocky Mountain out of Greeley. I'm not sure if I said NoCo out of Fort Collins. And then also Southside Baggers, another local Denver area group. So, I mean, we we had a well-represented crew out there. That's awesome. So, so uh, talked with Gino a little bit on Saturday. He says that uh, Mile High Cornell is basically the, the location and uh, the organizer for all the state championships back to uh, 2018 or earlier. So actually the first state tournament was held 2014. Um, that was ran by Colorado Cornell, which is Mike Carwin and Tony Nihas. <clears throat> they, uh, they ran it for a couple of years. 
they decided to quit. They had young ones and stuff. So me and David Tebbin started over in uh, 2015. We started Mile High Cornell. Uh, switch it up, and then we've we've taken over since then. We've been a part of every one of them, so it's pretty much been the same thing. Actually, Mike has came back, and he's he's on our board now, so he's kind of came full circle in the whole um, director thing. So he's back in where he started. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about what it takes to put on. I mean, you you basically put something on like this every year for the past almost decade. Um, what does it take to kind of put on such a large tournament, having hundreds of teams and dozens of, uh, clubs coming in to one location over a weekend? Um, you know, it takes a lot. We, we have a good crew at MHC. We have, we have four board members. We have myself, Matt Wallen, Zach, Mike Carwin, Steve Ribble. And then we have just a crew that helps out all the time. And we had, we had all them out full force, Adam Bannister, uh, Dirk, Abe, I mean, Russ Hurley, all those guys come out and help us all the time. So, I mean, it takes a village basically. <laughs> and not only that, it takes, I mean, all the, I mean, the Cornell community is great. If you ever, I mean, you've been to one of these tournaments, everybody gets along pretty well, you know, like in, like any big group, there's going to be issues and stuff, but I mean, everybody works it through. Um, all of our, all of us directors kind of work together, trying to get, you know, working on dates, working on times to play days to play. So that way we're not overlapping. You know, there's going to be issues when, People are far away, and they're going to be playing on the same day. But the best thing about this, you know, we reached out to Eagles Nest with with um, Vic out there, Dusky and Paul and Jam at Pikes Peak, J and PJ and Nick and all them at No Noco. You know, we asked all of them to help out, bring their players, and you know, they come bring their players. Without the players, we don't have a state tournament. Well, it's not just the players, but I think it's your sponsors too. You had a you had a, a handful of sponsors that uh, you called out on your page, uh, thanking them for helping out. So, and that's another thing. Just that's the Cornell community right there. We. We just put it out kind of last minute. I'm uh, I'm not the best businessman when it comes to Cornell. We've been doing this for so long, and I don't think I've – I'm still not even – you know, I'm still in the red. <laughs> I haven't made any money off this stuff yet. But, you know, bringing Carwin in, he's more a business-minded, savvy guy. So he's like, you know, instead of putting this, you know, coming out of MHC funds, which, you know, like most clubs, we take – every night we pay out 90%, we take 10%, you know, for the cost and everything. But he said, hey, why don't we work out, reach out for some sponsors? And we just put out a post. And pretty much almost the same thing. Almost every group in Colorado um, helped out in some way, whether, you know, be board sponsors. We had Eagles now, Doco, uh, Don with Colorado Cornell Connection reached out, um, Low Life, Cornell, Bannister Construction, all these guys, you know. With, I mean, we just asked them right away. They're like, yep, whatever you guys need. So, like, like I was saying, the Cornell community is great. We reached out. We didn't even get anybody outside of the Cornell community because we had just enough just with that, basically, you know. So we didn't even have to go anywhere else for sponsors. So that was great. That's awesome. So I guess uh, aside from the tournament, I mean, uh, does Mile High Cornhole play on a th- on a weekly basis, and what does that look like? Yep, yep. We play every Thursday night at the same place, uh, Bladium, or it's been rebranded to uh, Toka. Um, Thursday nights, seven o'clock. We usually do two divisions. We have an upper and a lower, um, and we actually are starting to run ACL tournaments, which is the American Cornhole League. That'll be, we'll be doing those once a month on the weekend. Our first one's going to be October 30th. Um, so definitely be looking out for that if you're interested in playing with us. But yeah, I mean, every Thursday we have a, we have a rotating schedule where we do singles twice a month, doubles once a month. And then the last week of the month, we do something. Well, excellent. ACL live for, you kind of do a, uh, a structured ACL tournament? And I guess, uh, how does that differ from kind of your, your standard uh, weekly contest? Um, it'll basically be the same thing. It'll just be a singles and a doubles in one day. And it will be points earning for the for the American Cornell League, which helps you become a pro. Like we have, I think we have four Colorado pros this year. We have Tay and Gino and then Harry and Yeti. Um, so, 
you know, last year we had a lot of guys that wanted to qualify for it, but we didn't have enough tournaments to get them enough points, so they had to travel for them. So this year we're going to try to let them earn some points here locally so that way they don't have to travel, you know, all around the country to earn those points. Excellent, excellent. How about you? How did you get started in this? How did you hear about this? Oh, my gosh. How did I hear about Cornhole? So actually I started playing with actually Mile High Cornhole back when you guys were at Softball Country. Uh, that was yeah. probably about, uh, what, 2015, 2016. And yep. it was just something that my brother uh, said, hey, man, we're going to go play cornhole. Why don't you come over? <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you that um, I really enjoyed playing uh, with you guys there. It was, uh, while well, I guess the venue wasn't necessarily the best, and it doesn't exist anymore, but <laughs> it wasn't necessarily <laughs> the best. But, uh, man, uh, the crew there, um, I'll just I'll call out Cliff. Cliff was in no short of some recommendations, helping everybody out. And I think that's the big part about the Cornhole community is that uh, yeah, for sure. Everybody's ready to help out and coach yep. and get everybody to improve. And it's it really is a great game. And I'll just say this as I was telling a coworker today, I'm like, Oh yeah, I went and played cornhole and it was just really cornhole? Is it really <laughs> that popular? Like, yeah, it is. Yep. So, but how did you get started, BJ? I used to play a lot of softball, and then um, me and buddies, we'd go up every year to this Leadville Boom Days tournament, and somebody brought out some boards, played, um, liked the game, um, built my own set, and just started playing more frequently. And then, you know, we we tried to find tournaments. You know, it wasn't like softball where you could play every weekend. You know, we'd have to look around, barely find any. And then actually we found, we'd go to tournaments, we were pretty good. We'd win. People would get mad. You know, how it always goes. But then we found um, Mike Carwin and Tony at these guys, and we found out they were good too. So then we just kind of all banded together and started, you know, playing. I started organized tournaments in, in Brighton, I want to say in 2010 at Copper Rail, which is, you know, like the Mecca of Cornhole if you started way back then. <clears throat> and that's where I started. Then I kind of stopped because I had little ones. And that's when Tony and Mike took over and they started out at Southwell Country. So that's awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. So you you also talked about you, you build your own set. I mean, now did you actually have a company that where you uh, where you build and sell cornhole boards, right? I do. Yep. My my main job is um, hardwood floors, but I mean, basically, I mean, the, the boards keep me as busy as I can be. So if you played on any of the boards this weekend, they were all made by me. Um, my company's called Colorado Woodworks. Um, you know, there's another good company in Colorado, Colorado Cornhole Connection. They make great boards too. Basically, the same thing. We use the same materials all around so i mean if you get one of mine you get one of his it's the same thing excellent excellent i don't think i have any other questions bj okay yeah thank you bj for the interview and congratulations to all the winners and participants of the 2021 colorado state championship including tay harris for the trifecta next we were able to sit down at the event and interview one of the newest acl pros gino delisa All right, this is Steve G. I'm the host of Cornhole Masters. I'm here talking with uh, Gino, the newest uh, sponsor pro, Gino Delise. Gino, how you doing? Good. Uh, a little disappointed, but I, I fought today, so I'm doing good. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, we're, we're here live at the uh, 2021 Colorado State Championships, and you were just playing the singles uh, advanced tournament. So, so tell me how you did. And... Um, not bad. Um, Especially my mindset going in, I didn't feel as prepared. I came out, I was sick the last week, um, almost didn't want to be here, but I, of course I did. I was looking forward to it for a while. Um, 
in round robin play, I went two and two. Um, just wasn't there focused. Um, then I threw headphones in for the first time. <laughs> uh, I just needed something different, I guess, block out. Um, I don't know, anything to make me focus more. And then I did good. I, I won the first one pretty pretty handedly. And then I played my pro partner, Tay Harris, in the second round. It was his first game. He had a bye. And we had a battle, 21-19. Um, um, and then then I was rolling, and I felt really good. I felt like it could be my tournament. Um and then I ran into a buzzsaw, PJ Fry, um, from Northern Colorado, who truly didn't miss. I know that's said a lot in cornhole, but <laughs> I would love to see the stats on that game um, if we took them, because he he beat me 21-2 in a game that I felt like I was playing pretty well. So that was my day, finished ninth. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, it, so I guess is this the first uh, state championships that happen, or is this uh, does? Does Mile High Cornhole sponsor all of the state championships over the past couple of years? Uh, Mile High runs all of the state championships. Um, so they started them back in, I think, 2014 might have been the first one, um, possibly 15. Um, but, yeah, Mile High has always ran them. Nice, nice. Yep. So being a new newest sponsored pro with uh, Bush, uh, Bush Baked Beans, is that right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, they sponsor all the pros, but, yeah. Okay. So what's uh, what's on your docket over the next couple of months uh, being a sponsor pro? Um, honestly, um, I'm going to try to have a little bit of an off season. Um, I was really busy there um, throughout the summer, a lot of travel, um, a lot of spending money. So right now I'm going to kind of take an off season so I don't burn myself out um, and then just save up money. So I won't be doing much traveling. Um, I'm going to try to practice a lot more. I'd never really practiced before, and now I feel like it's something I probably should do. So save up money and then um, kind of decide. So the first national will be Super Bowl weekend, um, February in L.A. So as of right now, that's the only one I know that I'm going to be going to in the near future. But, okay. Yeah. Very nice. So you actually have one of the most unique uh, deliveries that I've seen. And tell me about you get. I hear so many people talking about try, just try and minimize the amount of motion in your delivery, and make it a little movement as possible. You have, but you have a lot of movement. Tell yeah. me how you uh, you make that delivery, and just how long you had to kind of practice to kind of be where you are today. Mm -hmm. um. Well, first off, I do agree that anything that can be minimized um, is beneficial in a delivery, but this was just what came natural to me. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, um, especially baseball. Baseball was my life, so it, I feel like that kind of translated um, with the step and the follow-through, a lot of movement. Um, so, um, yeah, it just came natural, and I really haven't switched it up too much. I used to not step over the line, obviously. Um, but now I have that follow through step over and, um, it just helped my knee out, um, because holding my, my body pass or yeah, my body in front of the line before kind of gave me knee problems. And then I just started stepping over accidentally and it felt natural to me. And I just keep that, whatever feels natural. Nice. Nice. You know. Because we're starting up this podcast and it's called Cornhole Masters. Uh, like we're it. trying to bring, grow the game and help the, the younger players come up. What kind of coaching advice would you give to a younger player trying to get to your level? Uh, don't think too hard. Um, again, do what comes naturally, especially when it comes to grip. 
and everything. I know there's a lot of people out there who, um, everyone does hold the bag different. And I know there's a lot of ways, um, there's certain ways that, I mean, Anthony Ione, Professor, um, Professor Ione would say that there are two main ways to hold a bag, but, um, I don't think there are just whatever, um, whatever comes naturally do that. Um, from there you can, um, I guess sharpen the edges. Um, but yeah, first things first for any young player, anyone starting up, get that flat bag as, um, as flat as possible. So I say start with a slow bag, something carpet, maybe a pro advantage, master that, um, before going to a fast bag, um, I think it would be beneficial going in, um, how do I put this, I guess, um, if you start with a fast bag and it's going straight, um, you're kind of just stuck with an ugly throw, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people make it work, but yeah. Awesome, awesome. You're out of the tournament now, but uh, obviously you're going to stick around and kind of co- uh, cheer everybody else on. Yeah. Is there anybody yeah. else you're really pulling for over here? Um, Paul or Tay, of course. Um, Tay is my pro partner now. Um, and then Paul's just my friendly rival. Um, I, in a sense, I don't want Paul to win because I like that there's never been a repeat state champion. Um, but the dude is just a great guy and really one of the best um, baggers in the West. Um, he's really not known, but um, people will know him. So, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I'd, um, days like these, it doesn't matter if I get out. I look forward to it. It's a party, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch and have fun watching good, good cornhole. So. Man, Gina was right. It was definitely a party atmosphere with tons of great cornhole being played. Thank you for your time, Gino, and good luck at the national event in LA Super Bowl weekend. As you heard BJ say in the first interview, every club was represented at the tournament. I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Bill Klein from Southern Rockies Cornhole. Bill talks to us about his club, tells us what he thought of the tournament, and what he's taking away from the event. All right, welcome back. Uh, This is Steve G from the Cornhole Masters. I am sitting here live at the 2021 Colorado State Championships with the uh, General of the Southern Rockies uh, Cornhole. Hey, Steve. I'm Bill. Uh, we're part of the Southern Rockies Cornhole out of the Four Corners, uh, more specifically the Durango Bayfield, Colorado area. Very nice. How long of a drive was it up here? Um, just over six and a half hours from Durango. You guys come up here every year for the, uh, for the championship? Uh, no, this is the first time we've been up here. Um, we have uh, two players that played in singles. Uh, we'll have a couple teams in doubles tomorrow. Uh, a juniors and a women's player tonight, as well as co-ed tomorrow late. So we brought four people from our club out of Four Corners. Awesome, awesome. How long your, has your club been around for? Uh, we started like a couple months before covid so uh that covid thing really uh took some hits on directions that we went um we are fortunate enough to have a a bigger club out of the farmington new mexico area where we went down and played some doubles leagues as well as singles um during the covid times um but we're probably 
not three years old. Yes, but I guess COVID really put everybody for a loop after that one. <laughs> so thank, good thing you guys uh, found a way to survive and uh, really thankful for that. So I guess uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast that are from the area, how could they find you? Uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, Southern Rockies Cornhole. Um, we normally play on Friday nights only at the uh, old middle school in Bayfield. Uh, you can, you're welcome to just uh, pop in, throw some bags, get to know some people. So that's kind of where we're at right now. We are having a uh, tournament. I believe it's filled on October 24th. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. Now, is that a charity tournament or just a regular kind of tournament? Uh, it's a charity tournament. We're doing it for the, uh, you know, October, uh, breast cancer awareness. So everyone that, uh, has registered will get a new pink, uh, Colorado Southern Rockies cornhole, uh, Jersey that is pink. So. Oh, wow. Nice. I'm so, have to make that drive down. <laughs> we're welcoming. Excellent. And how'd you got? How'd you do today in the? Uh, I'm assuming you played in the uh, the singles. Was it the advance or the comp? Uh, no, we did not play in advance. We <laughs> played singles, um, and I finished tied for 17th. Um, so um, respectable for myself, I guess. Uh, we had another individual who finished ninth. Um, so when they split the divisions to A and B, we were in separate divisions. So we had a. Ninth place finisher in the B division and a 17th place in the A division. Learned quite a bit about my game, where I'm at, and where I need to improve. So that was kind of cool. So talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, uh, kind of, if you don't mind, uh, talk what you learned about the game, especially coming up and playing here, because there's a lot of great players up here, and I learned something from my game too. Um, personally, um, I set a personal record. I threw. 11 consecutive in the hole um before that it was eight so i don't know if it was tournament conditions or what but i stepped that up but i also learned that i am not good at the airmail um <laughs> i'm pretty good at throwing blockers but the gentleman i that eventually beat me out of the tournament um didn't throw one or two airmails an inning so uh it was pretty humbling wow yeah it is definitely humbling here uh, yeah, I got knocked out in four straight losses, and I just I played like I shouldn't have been here. But uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and I learned something from the game, and I'll get better uh, each time, and I hope you do too. I I definitely have some things to uh, go back and practice and work on. So, and that's kind of what I expected. Um, I'm pretty happy with how I how I played today. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow as well, and uh, just to see. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of great games up here, and that's something we don't have with our club of only 30. And we, when we go down to Farmington, we've played, you know, like 90 people on a Friday night or something like that. So to see this caliber, um, it's kind of expected that it was this good, but to be part of it and know that, you know, there is something for, for practice, that there is a higher level out there. And like these people you see, you know, you know, I had friends comment, are you watching it on ESPN? Are you playing on ESPN? We're not that good. But <laughs> there's people here that might be that good, and that's kind of exciting. There's some very good players here. But are you going to take something out of this? you can going to go back and talk to your, your club and, and improve and maybe come back up next year? Oh, oh definitely. Um, you know, 
a lot of people like have heard of Southern Rockies Cornhole. I'm not sure how that happened. Um, just wearing the jerseys today, they're like, "Oh yeah, you guys came all the way from Durango." Yeah, we came all the way from Durango, but you know, there's reasons behind that. We wanted to, we wanted to be a part of this. We wanted to get our name out there, um, and just to see where, I mean, there is other levels to this crazy sport that has blown up. Absolutely, and I hope that I hope, I hope Cornhole Masters, this podcast, will help uh, with that growth. Cool, we'd appreciate that a lot. Bill, thank you so much. Good luck tomorrow in the uh, the co-ed and the the uh, partners. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy night here. Yet they're still. I mean, this this advanced division is not settled, and that's like they've been playing since one o'clock. Oh yeah. So it's crazy how long these guys these games can go. So absolutely. Well, good luck and safe drive. We'll uh, we'll we'll be talking again. I'm again. I'm sure. Sounds great. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I want to thank Bill for sitting down with me and wish him and his club the best of luck with the Breast Cancer Awareness Charity Tournament they're hosting at the end of the month. And the last interview we have is with Jen Hammond, one of the founding members of Southside Backers, a Denver area club. While she wasn't participating in the tournament, she was there to cheer on all the players from her club. All right, I'm Steve G., the host of Cornhole Masters. I'm here with uh, Jen Hammond. Jen Hammond. Awesome. Jen, uh, what are you doing here at the Colorado State National or Colorado State Championships? I am here uh, rooting on Southside Baggers. We're a club that plays on Thursday nights down in south side of Colorado at Max Taps. And we have about 15 of our uh, uh, players playing here today. So 15 people, I mean, that's a lot of people to follow. I mean, are you one of the owners or one of the leaders yeah, so, of Southside Baggers? Yep, so um, I'm one of the uh, founding members of Southside Baggers. We've been uh, doing it since about 2017. Uh, lots of different locations, and we just actually moved to a permanent location at Max Taps. Awesome. That is awesome. Uh, I think I'm. I think you're on the docket to be interviewed here soon, so that I we am. can uh, so we can talk a little bit more in detail about yeah. that. So, what do you think about the setup they have here at uh, Mile High Cornhall? I think it's very impressive. It's uh, we're over here watching the singles comp, and there's 96 players, and I think there's 16 boards. Uh, it's moving along pretty quickly, and it's uh, very very fun to watch. Very nice. Very nice. Excellent. Well, good luck to all your Southside Baggers players. Thanks. And look forward to uh, talk with you again here in the near future. Awesome. Thanks. Good luck to you, too. Thank you for your time, Jen. Some of her young gun players perform well, so I'm sure she was busy cheering them on all weekend. In an upcoming episode, we will sit down for a full interview with the Southside Baggers Club so they can tell us what they've been up to and why you should check out their growing club. We hope you enjoyed this episode because we had a lot of fun making it. We also hope you join the Cornhole Masters community and subscribe to the podcast today.